you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. There we go. Now we're live. All right. Now we're live. Good morning, Frankie. How you doing? Good morning, Master Cox. How you doing? All right. I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, we're a little bit late, a little bit of technical difficulty. You know, Texans. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know. You gotta have the you gotta crank the internet up just right for us, you know. <laughs> this... <laughs> One so thing about Texans is... is is um everybody's proud. No matter if it's good or bad, you're still proud. That's right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, that's true. So, uh, with no further ado, uh, this is, uh, gosh, I think you're, what number are you of mine? 22 or something? 21? What, I'm, 20, what? I'm 22 on your black belt wall. Right. On my black belt wall, you're number 22 of my black belts. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit here. And I'll let you talk about a little bit about yourself, um, where you're actually from, your kids, your family. And, uh, and w- with no further ado, this is Frankie McConnell from Acton's uh, Karate out there in 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 Acton, every still a nice little town. Yeah, you know, a nice little uh, ranchy town. So, with no further ado, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit, Frankie, and we'll get going. Okay, so I'm Frankie McConnell, like Master Cox just said, from Marshall, Texas. That's my hometown. Same hometown George Foreman's from, uh, and you know, got my Rams hat on. But uh, Odell <laughs> Beckham Senior's from that town. Uh, Odell Beckham Junior on the Rams now. So anyway, just had to throw that in there, but I've been a Rams fan since 75. So I'm not a bandwagoner and you know, it was rough being a Rams fan living in Texas. <laughs> <I can't imagine>. <laughs> <laughs> so most we're all from Texas. Um, my mother-in-law and sister-in-law live out here, but father-in-law lives back in Texas and we're all mm. just out here in, in Acton, which is kind of a little country town. It reminds me, reminds, reminds us a lot of Texas. Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit as we get going. So, you know, I was really uh, I'll tell you this um, when I put out our live that you and I are going to go live today. Uh-huh. Um, I was really impressed with how many people liked it or excited yeah. for you and 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 everything else. You're 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 one of the top ones that on how many likes and everything we got from. Really? Which speaks volumes for you for, you know, what you've done in that small community and, mm-hmm. and all the years that you've been there. So, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, once we get done with this live, then um, by end of day, I'll have an audio of this, too. And you'll be able I'll get I'll send you okay. the link and you can share it and people can also listen in their car or whatever else. So, you know, I, I do live like this. Audio is where I started, and audio is where mm-hmm. I've always made sure that any of our live stuff goes 
goes that way because I want to make sure people can listen in their cars and, yeah. you know, sometimes you can't hop on live, you know, it's a little bit right. more distracting when you're driving and stuff like I, that. So I do like to... being able to go back and listen to that. I've done that a few times myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. You've been pretty, you've been, mm-hmm. I appreciate that too. You've been pretty inner interactive on my, mm-hmm. uh, on my podcast and, and what I'm trying to, you know, what I'm trying to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was time for, some of you guys, you know, you see, I've been kind of running down the gauntlet on who, yeah. who's been black belts of mine, and yeah. and uh, it's time to to talk to. Uh, you're going McConnell in a reverse. Now. You're going in a reverse order because it's yeah. been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ones that are that, you know, why I, I'll tell you why I wait. How I did things, you know, it like anything else, you know, things are a skill, and you have to kind of uh, work your skill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Um, people that are more, uh, in it with you every day, it's easier to ask those questions and stuff like that as right. you kind of get your, you know, get your bearings about how, how to do this. And, you know, I got a coach too, uh, on for podcasting to kind of help me navigate mm-hmm. through and make a better interviewer and stuff like that. You know, I started this just because I wanted to have a legacy for my kids, mm-hmm. you know, when, when something, they always have something to go back on me and, and listen right. to what, what I thought and, and everything else. And then I, people's lives who we've interacted with so well, let's talk about cool. yeah let's talk about how we met okay we met okay. i think that uh, if we met uh we met for i think you found me through black belt magazine did i did not? i i was uh you know at that age i was i think i was probably like 25 26 and um i was reading that black belt magazine and you know we we were training tong sudo and it was just strictly traditional white no black tops no black bottoms and that caught my eye i was like look at this guy this is tong sudo and it's black i said hey check this out anthony we got to go down there so (laughs) that was before internet so i just call you up and that's pretty much how we started right so black belt magazine clay pearson saying hi to you you know clay right from out in georgia i do that's right he's saying hi to you today can you oh, see it? You Can you see it? I, I shared it on oh, screen. Did you see it there? I there he I is. Yeah. Um, Man, I feel like a rookie at this. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> I should have practiced. <laughs> you know what? But it's your accent that everybody just kind of likes. You know, I noticed when Carson comes out, he's got that Southern draw. So it's just mm-hmm. everybody just likes you. <laughs> you know, so I don't know what's up with that. But it's just the way it I'll goes. take what I can get. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll take what I can get. And if I can get extra points like that, I will. So there okay. we go. <laughs> so we yeah so i think back back in the day isn't it funny how i found terry terry brumley my mentor i found through uh black belt magazine too he was school of the month way right. back then black belt magazine has schools of the month and i believe chatsworth karate was a school of the month and i think that's yes. where you saw me that's exactly and, what i still have that article yeah do you really i do no it's way. somewhere it's we've got all the all the stuff you know i won't throw anything like that away yeah, oh, dude. Oh, so my wife you, is not listening. She's like, "Oh, he's a hoarder. He'll keep everything." <laughs> Let me tell you something. Nathan Nathan Carlin is like that too, and and Robbie Robbie is like that too. And Robbie just brought me my very when when I could finally afford a brochure. You uh-huh. probably remember it. It was uh, a black and white picture of me doing a front kick, and it was oh, right right. That was my very first one, and he had one. And he brought oh, it to me cool. for me to have. So if you find Black Belt Magazine, dude, okay. where I was school of the month, yes. then I would like to 
Copy order that. that black belt magazine because I don't have that. You know what I mean? I don't yes. know why I don't have it, but I don't. But that's awesome. So I anyway, I remember. Say, I think huh? it's. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Um, I think it's. I think it's. Um, November '93. November of '93. Okay, well, you know what? That's a good one because I'll start. I'll start. I'll start there and see what we can find. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah, you just brought me back, you know, thinking yeah. about that. You know, I remember the guy that was doing uh, this this school of the month thing. And wow, I wish they were still doing it. You know, I yeah, thought that, that was, was cool. always so good. You know, there's so many. Can you imagine how we've evolved since then? Uh, what, right. what schools could be, you know what I mean? And, exactly. and what that is and, and out there in the fighters and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. so I remember the phone call you were I, I think you were you didn't really have a an instructor at that time correct we didn't we were just kind of doing it on our own well what happened was i guess the studio was sold to a uh, to, to someone different and all of us guys i don't know you know with the adults at that time there just weren't that many adults so he lost a few adults which wasn't that big of a deal but he kept all the kids and we left uh -huh. and we wanted to uh just keep we wanted to keep talking to but with the politics involved we couldn't uh, switch dojos or as they say, dojains. Yeah, that's so I remember, I mean, you guys made a, made a, made a move. I said that I would, I would come mm -hmm. down, you guys come down and I'd let you test with our guys. And you guys were, uh, you know, we're a little different, right. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but the same, you know, you know, I think right. you were in the Mudaquan background and right. you saw a little bit of differences. You guys could definitely fight and, and so you, I mean, you fit into Chatsworth really well, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so oh, that was, it. Yeah, that was the that was kind of the start of where how you got to California. Absolutely. Now, I and I don't know. Were, so were you married then too? Correct. Were you married no. at that time? No, I no. wasn't married. I I didn't get married until two thousand one. Ah, uh, so we just had our twenty year in October. Yeah, yeah that's a long time. That's a long time. I I know. I used to have one of those. Um, <laughs> uh, so. When you, when you, so let's, let's run back, run that back, Frankie. When you got your black belt, did you go back to Texas to, to teach for a while? I and then did. when that's, did you make a decision to come back out here? That's, I, I tell this story so much that I think I'll always remember it because people will say, how did you end up in acting? And so there was that first part. So what happened was we had, um, we had a gym or I had a gym with a partner of mine. His name was Mike, Mike Shineman. And, um, we just had our little had our little uh, studio, our little dojo in the corner. I mean, this building was like seventy five hundred square feet. It was huge. And then we moved. Um, and one day you called me up, which was so I got my black belt in March ninety four. You called me up, must have been April or May. We kept in contact, and you said, "Hey, I got this. These there are these people that are leaving the state, and they they have a Tongshido studio." I'm like, and all this was just music to my ears. And so because construction has always been on and off, I, I was doing roofing and painting and just, I, you know, it, it was just a, a dream to want to be able to do something different. And if I could teach martial arts, shoot, I'm down for that. Sign me up. And so I loaded everything up in my little Nissan pickup. I had a sport bike, a toolbox and clothes and took me 27 hours driving. But I got got to your place <laughs> in Simi Valley. Yeah. And um, that's kind of how. Yeah, it was only a few months after I got my black belt that, you know, you got that opportunity to take over the acting program. Right. I, I remember I remember that part. I, you know, you're, you're kind mm -hmm. of 
your your clicking memories back to me now did you stay with me for a while did you have a place already i did i stayed with you what happened was i stayed with you and see me i think i had the couch right i think (laughs) bo had a room no no here's what it was bo had a room there was a trundle bed that came from that bed (laughs) and i was on that i got it (laughs) so what was bo like 17 or so yeah yeah probably yeah (laughs) So I, and so I would just kind of stay out as long as I could, you know, did not, cause you know, you had a young family then and I would just kind of yeah. stay apart. But I noticed that when I would go to Acton, you know, it was only two days a week at the time and it just felt different. And I'm like, I, I need to get in this town. So I think I stayed with you maybe two or three months. And then I ended up renting a room from local family. So. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, so we, I remember, I remember us when we had this, you know, acting was more, I, I mean, you and I were making this commute, right? And I think at one point I just said, you know what, uh, I, I can't continue this route. You, you know, let's have right. you take this over. Be, this be your thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, and that town was, was, it was like a small town. It was just like kind of what you're used to. And I got to tell you, Frankie, you've been there for what, what how, how many years 28 now? 28 years. Yeah, twenty eight years now. I mean, that's uh, Isn't that crazy, right? That's you know, and you, and you had some ups and downs in that town. Mm-hmm. You you've even had some. I don't know if you had a flooding, if I remember right, in the school. And, I've had two, and luckily yeah. the last one they called me when it was happening, and me and uh, we're getting a gun shop right next door, uh, or not next door, but Josh calls me up and he goes, "Hey man, they, there's a flood," and so we just took all the mats out and they were lined up down the parking lot for the whole weekend, and we just. Fingers crossed, hoping they dried out, and I think they're good. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so I, so when when you decided to do that, Frankie, I think that you had, uh, I think you had just well, we well, people may not know this, but acting really started in a garage off someone's house, right? right? I meant to get a picture of that. I didn't know if you could pop that up there or what, but yeah. So it was in a garage and Mm. remember how cold it was. They had one of these wall heaters, you know, on the wall and it was a tiny little thing. It was. And then you, you know, you took that and then you grew with it and then you were able to move and, uh, you know, how to navigate, navigate through that. And I'm not sure of other people. I think, I'm not sure if people know that, you were an avid lifter at one time, and I believed you even, like you said, you owned a gym, and I think it was mm-hmm. a, a uh, you know, a, a gym facility. And right. now I don't now I rem, I, re, I don't recall. Did you were you part of a gym at one time in in Acton? Also, did you own a part, or did you just have a studio in it? So that I moved from the garage to the aerobics room in the gym, and right. then these guys wanted to sell it, and I had thought man, what a great idea to have a gym and a dojo, you know, and the same, I always wanted that. I thought that was cool. Mandy and I still talk about that this day. In fact, we were going to do that, but then we didn't understand. We didn't know that Acton Fitness was, I guess, possibly already in the works of opening up. So we missed that window, but that was, that was in the 0908 when the, right before everything, you know? Yeah. 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 I remember. But um, yeah, I was, I was part of that gym and we, friend of mine where we were thinking of, of buying it but they just wanted too much for it probably should have done it hindsight but i don't know right well let's talk about you know let's talk about that because you you definitely had some ups and downs i want to talk about the tenacity you had to keep a gym open um 
on sometimes a shoestring budget, what it looked like, because it's what you've always wanted to do. And there wasn't, you know, I'm sure there was times like all of us were like, man, should we just close the doors or what? <laughs> and, uh, and what it did, how you, how you stuck with it and, you know, made things happen and how it turned the corner. What was your mindset and stuff like that? I mean, you left, a, you left home, you came out here, slept on a couch with me, right in the room and went yourself to, to act in. And then, uh, and then you, you know, you take over this small little program starting out of a garage and, yeah. and stuff like that. So it, it takes some kind of fortitude, you know, where did it come from? Where, where, where do you, where do you see that from? I, you know, I, I never had it. I, in the beginning I had a shoestring budget, so no family, you know, my truck payment was 200 bucks. The aerobics room to rent that was like, I don't know, 200 bucks for the month, something like that. And then I just made friends with the owners that owned the center that I have now got the building. And then once, and then when the tough time started, I just kept it, kept a good relationship with them. And it's like, Hey, you know, I'm sticking with this. And by that time I'd already built up clientele and they you know i was getting a little bit of a name for myself and um you know they fortunately they believe me so they just they just hang in there behind me anytime i have some trouble first yeah. the first flood we had they were real nice and uh it wasn't it wasn't my fault over the flood it always comes from a different building but the landlords have been really great here they're also acting people that have been here since someone says yeah when the dirt was thrown out in acting that's how long they've been there well isn't that isn't that kind of true about small um you know small towns like that you know where people started something and when there was nothing right and built up a small town you know what i mean and you know and people don't i don't know if people don't really know about acting but it, it you know i we've got some people from santa Clarita that kind of and we have some police officer friends of ours that bought in acting just because you can still kind of get a ranch and it'd be relatively affordable you know right. what i mean so compared to valley prices definitely yeah correct <laughs> right and and so and i remember what it was way way back in 20 years ago what that was so you know i i think it says a lot for your character on how you um thank you you know you just you know you decided that uh you know i just need to put my head down and and do what do what it does you know what i, I mean i and, did do some bouncing around there was you know i never thought about quitting ever um uh, but I did think of moving different towns. I did think of that. I thought about that early on. Grandmaster Chikawa said, he said, you just need to find a place to make your stand. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'll do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, there's been other schools that's popped up in the area and you're the one that's lasted. I don't know if you have any competition now out there or not. You know what the biggest competition is, Grandmaster Cox, is the laziness. Oh, you think? <laughs> right. It's the laziness. Um, you're right. There's been a few schools that's popped up. I had a guy that was teaching on Wednesdays, and uh, you know, when when I married when I married Mandy, she comes in. She has this crazy managing people skills that I had no clue about, and she's like, "These guys got to go," you know. But things were missing. You know, belts were missing and stuff like that. So. They they moved on. Next thing you know, they open up down the road, but they didn't last. Right. Got, you got to have that integrity. You know, people still look for that. Well, I think so. I think I, I think that's true. That's probably how I've you know I've got a few schools that are still now in Chatsworth, but 
And believe it or not, there's, you know, I've got, you know, a couple schools here around me that, but you know, the guys are really good dudes, man. I really, mm-hmm. you know, um, That's cool. you know, it's, and matter of fact, you know, they've probably sent people to me as I've sent to them, you know, it's a mm-hmm. Taekwondo type school and it's Olympic fighting is what they like to do. And, you know, if you're looking for that, you know, right. I'm not, I'm not, the, I'm not the fit, but if you're looking for some real, you know, real get yeah. down self-defense and they've done the same thing. And I, I tell this story quite often about King's uh, Taekwondo in, in Chatsworth here and they're students, dude. They all know who I am. You know, I've just been here for so long. I'll be at Trader Joe's or whatever. And one of those students sees me, they'll stop right in the middle of the aisle and just pay their respects and, hey, That's Mr. Cool. Cox. And uh, cool. I just always, uh, you know, you know, how do you get mad at somebody in your town when you when you right. produce that kind of See, integrity? that's the way it should be because, I mean, it's honestly, it's okay. I believe it's okay to be selective with who we do business with. Uh-huh. Uh, you kind of run them through, like you said, you know, if you want, you know, if you want sport fighting or whatever, if you want do go to this school, if you want to learn how to really defend yourself, come with us. Uh, and I've had to do the same thing. And sometimes I've learned the hard way, you know, after, but, uh, I, you know, with, I, with wisdom, with age comes wisdom or whatever that is. Right. So. That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now I'm, I'm learning, especially after the COVID lockdown, we were shut down for, 12 to 14 months um i was real surprised with this area not being able to open up i thought being in the country would just you know we we're going to be able to do what we wanted but unfortunately there's lots of karens around here that if they see something that doesn't follow the guidelines or whatever then they then they make calls on you so um it was tough starting right. back up and so i have had to be selective with who i who i train this time around so we're built back up and I shouldn't have had to build back in the first place, but that's what we're doing. Right. Well, you know, I think that that's, let's talk. Did you do any zoom classes or did you just shut your doors for a a couple months? Well, as you can see my, um, from trying to get connected this morning, how well my zoom skill level is, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we decided not to do, I decided not to do the zoom. I, my my daughter spent her senior year up in a room on the computer. My son was downstairs on his room spending his 10th grade year. And I'm like, man, I just can't. I don't know if I could do it. And then I didn't know if I, I didn't have the equipment to make it make it do. I did try to do some um, YouTube videos and I was like, damn, I'm just terrible at this. So I just kept thinking next month, next month, next month, we're going to do it. And then we I started doing private lessons. And that's when someone called on me. So when we decided to open up before the official open up, we just went through the back door and people were doing it everywhere. People were just fed up and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, it, it's, it's, it definitely gets, it gets that, which, you know, uh, yeah, I didn't know about that, how you, how you did that. If you, if you decided to do zoom or just resume and, and have to do what you do, I think we all did that, right. We all had to, keep our head above water right um because i think your wife sells real estate correct i mean mandy's she, a real estate yes, agent so. she's killing it but see the thing is um during you know the time i came out here i did study real estate a little bit and so i was like honey yeah you could do the real estate and it was a perfect time because i helped her do that and that's kind of what helped me through it was i i would go help her and some days i might build a porch did a lot of painting you know plumbing work this and that which was also cool too, because I took my son 
and my nephew and I taught them things. I'm like, all right, today we're going to go build a chicken coop or whatever. And these are all legit things that people have to have done when they move from one place to the other. They just hire us to do it. And, you know, people were complaining. They're like, hey, schools need shop class. Schools need prayer. Hey, guess what? Then we get shut down. Guess what? You're doing shop class and prayer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. You're 100% on that. Right. Uh, I remember being in school and having that and this 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 breeding of 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 laziness that you spoke about before, I believe is it's prevalent not just in students but in the parents also because you get complacent and you're just it's just easy not to do anything. Exactly. People may not know that you have a skill um you had some more skills uh, I, I think that's a great thing that you just brought up your your practical skills of being able to roof, being able to build. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I, I, I who knows what you helped me with over all these years, you know, when I was at the studio, mm-hmm. what you helped me build or oh, we did lots of cool stuff, you know, there, right. And, uh, you know, and your skill to be able to build something and, or to put a new roof on something. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe that's what's always carried you through. And of course, yes. I guess, you know, you guys with property, you're the one that can fix it to mm-hmm. uh to help sell it you know what i mean so right you know i just right how, how awesome was that in a pandemic because i oh, know man. construction wasn't on hold i can right. tell you that you know what i oh, mean real estate picked up and we uh a fixer house came up and we had the opportunity to get it and i'm like there's my there's my year there's my year work right there so we were blessed mm-hmm. to be able to have that yeah that's that's good i've always been uh yeah, that's always been that you know people that don't don't know you know that there's a, there's definitely a skill that you've had. I mean, there's a couple things about you. I I, I remember that you know we kind of chewed the same dirt. I mean, people don't know if mm-hmm. people know how much you you lifted before. How I mean, you were a, a you know you were an avid gym rat, man. And you know, oh, we and fitness we'd, is it, uh, we'd be there for hours. Yeah, and <laughs> fitness is something that. You know, those are the old pictures you bring out of what Frankie McConnell looked like in his, uh, you know, <laughs> in his early, you know, late 20s and stuff like that on the lifting that you did and the construction that you did. It yes. was, you know, it was just a, a good fit. And so you had this already kind of built in discipline. You loved the martial arts and then you right. kind of decided that, you know, I can take this to the next level. And that mm-hmm. and that's what you did. I think that. I mean, it just says a lot for your character on how you, uh, you, how you, you know, how you utilize what skills you had and what you have. You know, it's always been one of those things, you know, we never get to talk about, you know, that's what's awesome about this podcasting is I get to really kind of uh, get to analyze you guys before I have you on with uh-huh. me and say, wow, this is a, there's a lot of stuff. You know, when we're in the mud, we're in the midst mm-hmm. of things, we really don't know what we've built, you know what I mean, no. or what we've sustained we're just right. kind of in the mix doing it every day. You know, we don't, you know, when people say to us, Oh man, I can't believe what you've done or, or, or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I thought, you know, that is a, uh, you know, that, that is a trait and, and I don't know, tell me how you use that in your, in your martial arts school, how you teach others tell me how that comes about uh, when you got people that are, are, are hurting and stuff like that. How do you, mm-hmm. how do you take that? How do you take what you've done in the dojo and, st- and and put it on the outside? How do you do that for your students? Oh, right. So there's so many ways. There's so many ways to do that. Like, let's let's go back to the gym thing, and I'll just touch on that shortly. We, you know, like you said, I was a gym rat, and we would spend hours there. That was our social thing. So once I started doing martial arts, and um, I had a pro dirt bike racer come through here, and he said, "Yeah, this workout's great, but." 
you're it's too much rest between it's not consistent and i'm like that's right that's what we have to do in the gym you have to limit your rest arnold was saying that for years and i'm like what does that mean we would just go in and lift and just take turns when it was our turn we do so once i got uh once i started martial arts training the gym i could go there quicker i could get things done and um more efficiently because i was working my breathing and they worked really well together um i always i always suggest people um sign up to the gym as well but as far as athletes i think we've lost a lot of the athletes you know once they get high school then they're so busy my son and nephew are in baseball right now and i probably won't see them much at all but it teaches the uh, martial arts teaches kids to be excellent athletes and there is no there's no question about that um i think that people miss that they think oh i don't want to do karate or whatever and so i think it's up to us as instructors to let them know about that or educate them as you say so that you know your kid can be a, a good a good coachable a good coachable player and i've seen that so many times i've watched team sports and the ones that stand out are the martial artists i mean i coached soccer for i had 18 teams from 1997 until 2018 i had 18 teams and um always the martial artists stuck they were the best ones they right were coachable. Mm-hmm. but you know there there are some natural athletes that weren't martial artists so they're that's not just everybody right you always have that you have that mix so yeah i want to i want to talk about that because you know it you know as a school owner it was pretty taboo to want to go and deal with baseball and soccer and because those really are our biggest competitors are after school sports and right. extra activity. But you kind of dove in, um, you know, I only coached, uh, I, you know, I didn't really even coach. I shouldn't say I coached. I didn't really coach. I went and my son, Michael did a, a couple seasons of baseball and I would go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't coach because I, I wanted to kind of enjoy that process. I don't know if mm-hmm. that was really joy because watching other parents on that field, <laughs> oh, I was it's so pissed off, dude, <laughs> all the time. I'm like, these guys suck, man. Well, the soccer and, thing was more like I just kind of uh, it was kind of like if you can't beat them, join them type thing. But I did start with the younger, younger ones, and and it did help them learn there was martial arts. But you're right, it's like they'll join that. But here, the reason they join it is because let me just say this one. I mean, not that soccer is bad or baseball is bad or whatever, but a lot of times parents will put their child in a program. Oh, it's for three months. Okay, good. It's only whatever for three months. And then that'll pretty much, I'm not going to say babysit them, but that'll occupy their time until the next thing that they're going to try. So I tried to jump in there and get them to be like, no, martial arts is year round. You know, it's going to help you. So and what, how was that strategy? How did that strategy go for you, Frankie? Did you gain students from that or did you, did you gain students from it or something had to happen because you did it for such a long time? Yeah. So either you either got joy out of it or you were changing lives there right. and did it help your business ultimately at the same time? Is that how you got your name out there? It was a little bit of both in the beginning when I had the younger kids, I did pick up a lot of students. Uh, by the time they get to a certain age, especially like m- maybe like middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth, they've pretty much already set with what they're going to do. I rarely got the older ones. Uh, but yeah, it was mostly the younger ones. Um, and I did get a lot of joy out of it and um, started getting a little bit of reputation. And we'd get to pick teams and, you know, I would know I would know a lot of the parents and students and I would pick them based on 
you know, are these parents cool to get their kids to places on time and stuff like that. So, you know, then we get a little bit of reputation and you, you know, it sounded like we were just killing everybody out there. But out of 18 teams, I think we only had about three first place teams, but it, the whole thing was fun. Yeah. Well, it had to do something for you, dude, because I see that you had, you know, it's something that you enjoyed. And, and I know that, uh, you know, Jason Flame went on that same, same thing where he kind of coached his kids and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I, you know, I guess you just kind of have to merge it, you know, uh, a martial artist, you know, can you do extra activities and do your martial arts? Well, absolutely. Cause you probably saw right. it cause you coached it. Right. And then right. you, you're like, you know, you take your skills from the uh, your mindset from the martial arts school and you put it on the field. Yes. And there isn't there isn't anything that's better. I'm sure they're the ones answering yes, sir. And when the coach says to move, they move, and and all that. I've exactly. I've seen that I, I've seen that in myself. Uh, I always tell the story about Michaels. You know, I remember watching the coach and um and you know, kid coming late. And the coach say you need to run a lap, and this dad just freaks out on on the coach. My son's not running a lap; it wasn't his fault. And da da da. I mean, this guy's going off on this coach, and I'm like, man, what are you doing, dude? And so I whistled right, and and I said, Michael, stand up. And I and he goes, yes, dad. And I said, you take the lap. Oh, nice. Okay. And he's like, he's look. My son's looking at me like, what the heck? And I said, <laughs> I said. If he's not going to do it, you do it for the team. You go take the lap. And, you know, and it wasn't really a screw you to Michael as much as it was a screw you to the dad. Like, right. you know what? You don't have, you don't want to teach discipline to your kid. I'm going to show you what discipline looks like. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, right. uh, and those were the kind of things that, that I think you're, that's right. You know, a martial artist is going to stick out just because of their tenacity and their, and their respect level and stuff like that. So absolutely. did you, did you coach like you did, like you teach? I did. I did. And, uh, and, you know, with the, with the older ones, you just kind of gradually get tougher. Sometimes uh, they'll, I don't have people watching class anymore. It's been a little bit of a blessing with, uh, with the COVID I've made up my, made up some different roles just to be a little safe. And, uh, the you know how it is. The younger ones they are just different, but you have to be tougher, tougher with the mm -hmm. older ones, but yeah. we had fun. Um, I coached for all those years. And the more I coached, the more I was like, man, I just do not even know anything about this sport. And so I, I reeled in a, a pro soccer coach. His name was R Roberto Messina. You can look him up. He moved to Florida and retired, but he started helping me coach. And I just realized, I'm like, I've been a white belt coach out here for how long? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy is just like, I mean, he was 70 years old. He was out there. I think I have him on my YouTube channel doing drills. And it's just like, you're watching this stuff. Like, wow. So a lot of the little local kids have used him in, uh, in fact, Myra, do you remember Meyer Snyder? Yes, I do. The, the Snyders we went to their house after the Bible test. Um, Myra, is that the that one was... that that we shot potatoes out of the? Yes, potatoes, yeah. right? That That's some awesome. action stuff for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, um, Coach Roberto was her coach for a while. She ended up getting a scholarship somewhere. I'm going to get bashed for not knowing where, but anyway, so. Well, that's see, that's 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 the thing. What what you've opened up for for other kids and stuff like that. I want to hit on that on what you said right there, because I think that's important. I want to hear people. Uh, I want people to hear this from me and you. Okay. Uh, you said that you got a coach because you're like, yes, I need to learn more about this. So you went and found somebody that has more knowledge, more right. experience for you to help you on that. 
Yes. And I'm sure that same thing, I'm sure people came to you when they were in the weight room for training, right? I'm sure you were a trainer at one time because people are looking how to lift, correct? Well, so, okay. You've been to Texas, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so imagine Texas in the eighties and you know, if you need something done, all you got to do, if you, if you're standing around, someone is going to come up and tell you how to do something. <laughs> What I would get was I would get later on, we had, Mike and I had the gym. So we would try to do the personal training. We didn't quite know exactly what to do with the nutrition, but most people would want to hang out with me because, you know, I'd go roofing all day, come back to the gym, work out at the gym, you know, and I'm in my twenties. So you're in the best shape of your life in your twenties. Right. So, um, I, I think back then there wasn't as much personal training. But these yeah, well, you're talking about the 80s of bodybuilding. You're talking about right. when we came up. If you went and looked at old pictures of Gold's Gym in, uh -huh. in the 80s, you know, you didn't see freaking phones no. and <laughs> and and shit like that. You, you know, you didn't see selfies. Yeah. You saw these freaking guys getting after it, man. Yeah. And old school iron weights and not these plastic no. things that you can't right. hear clang and stuff like that. I, I say this quite often when I set up my own home gym. I said, I will only have iron weights. I'm See, not going to cool. have any of those plastic things. I want to hear it. I want to hear my dumbbells clank when I do mm -hmm. it. I want to hear it. You know what I mean? And right. that's how we grew up. So, yeah, as far as that goes, that's true. Uh, the coaching part, I think how you went and found somebody, um, and then that's how we kind of get hired, right? So right. we get, you know, people bring them to us because – We've got an expertise in how to, um, you know, give you some self-esteem and give you some tools to deal with peer pressure. And, yes. and then the tool we use is martial arts. So you get this self-defense benefit along with it. So it's a unique, it's a unique thing. I just find it. Uh, I don't know if you understand the same thing. I, when I look back on getting a coach and stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. I wish I would have got a financial coach when I was a young man. Mm. Right. We'll mm -hmm. get a coach for nutrition. Yes. We'll get a coach right. for lifting. We'll get a coach for self-defense. We don't get a coach for finances because it certainly wasn't taught to us in school. No. Can you imagine the generation, what it could be if we were taught how to how to not just make money, but how to how to invest the money properly right. so that exactly. we could get what whatever whatever you want as far as, you know, work towards a retirement. So we're not at, you know, my age, your age, where, where we're at. And we're still, you know, it's not a choice for me right now, whether I can or cannot teach. It's still a must. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and even if I was financially set for retirement, I would definitely still be uh, teaching class because I uh -huh. just like to get after it. You know what I mean? And I still like to compete and uh roll yeah. around and do my thing so uh you know i'm listening to you when you said you got a coach i, I wish uh, I'm, I'm sure you agree i wish you know we we should go after coaching on people that know how to how to get us yes. to our next level you know yes. what i mean whatever well, you, that is you, you kind of have you have uh you have the jiu-jitsu guy coming i've been looking for i had one jiu-jitsu guy come on wednesday and that just didn't work out um it's kind of tough to get people it, out it, here, it, you know, yeah. just for one class, but 
It yeah, that's definitely a tough thing. I, I we got very blessed to get Sergio. You know, we got mm-hmm. him really through Georgia. You know, that's where my first exposure to him was. Oh, okay. And that's how it happened with Sergio. And then, you know, I, I had, you know, I've always liked the ground. Mm-hmm. But when I got when I got sick and I had those blood clots and stuff like that, and then I got put on blood thinners and told that you can't spar anymore, you can't take stuff, you can't take shots to the head. Now you know how I fight. Yeah, I'll take some shots of that head and you right. know what I mean? And, and, and do the stuff and wow, that really kind of took it out of me. Right. And so mm-hmm. this gave me a, a purpose again to be able to feel like, uh, I'm a warrior again. And cause I can grind, cause I can grind on the ground, you know, I'm not right. taking shots to the head so I can do this yeah. stuff. You know, I might get bruised up a little bit easier cause of blood thinners and stuff like that, but I can still get after it. And so, mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed it, and it just it just went off into uh into something great. Um, yes, I've always liked that. I've always liked the the cross training with the jujitsu. Now, have I always done done it correctly? Or, but no. But I, what I like about it the most is I I may be doing it wrong, but I liked the way it felt like I was lifting weights because you could try your hardest, mm-hmm. and I I just felt pumped up after rolling like that. Um, it's been a while but I'd like to get back into it. Another thing I also noticed was you were talking about um, being able to, or you have having the teacher, you just loved it. Um, When we shut down for the COVID, it, I was just thinking it was going to be a couple of weeks. I'm going to get a little vacation or whatever. One week's turn it, you know, (laughs) turns into what, how many 400, 500 days. Um, I, I really missed it. Then coming back, you know, you lose your endurance I gained some weight, which <laughs> I couldn't gain weight before. I was at a standstill. Like, how am I not getting muscle? I'm older now, so so the yeah. stiffness. I'm like, why am I so stiff? I go snowboarding. I'm like, man, my hips are just killing me now. Good gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Tried to hang my my teenage son and nephew. I'm like, they're like, oh, we're just gonna go up another five times. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna go over here and. Have a have a beer. I'll wait on you guys later. Just let me know when you're ready to go. So, <laughs> so I I wanted to hit on that with you anyway about you being a uh, a dad. Let me tell you what you've done that I've watched, and I wasn't a great I wasn't great at this. Just so you know, right? So I was a single dad. You know how how I, how I rolled back then, but uh-huh. uh huh. I watched, well, you had twice as many kids as I did too. That's and, what, and with that's just true. one, your your ratio is harder. I have my wife and I, and then we only have the two. But then my yeah. nephew, so you know, yeah, he's that, got his place. But yeah, it was well, yeah, it was tough. And and but you've done something. And I've watched Michael, my son, kind of adapt this with his wife. And you know that I've always been kind of a workhorse, right? Mm-hmm. And. I'd work till three o'clock in the morning sometimes, you know what I mean? And, and I didn't have a lot of this time, but I've noticed you as a dad, make sure that, uh, well, I can't come to training. I'm going, I'm going, uh, this weekend, uh, mm-hmm. you know, riding bikes or, right. uh, or go hit into the snow or, or whatever. You've always kind of put a precedent on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and if we're going to talk real, right? right. I, I remember, I remember back, back, sometimes going and I'm working, I'm working my ass off. So I'm thinking these freaking guys just always on vacationing, but really <laughs> right in my head, I'm like, 
I'm jealous, right? I'm jealous because they're doing something I should be doing. And so, uh, I, you know, and as, as I've gotten older now, right. And I look back on it and I'm thinking to myself, what a bunch of wasted freaking time that I did where you guys took it to a level of having these, having these, it doesn't mean I didn't have a, a relationship, yeah. great relationship with my kids. I'm not saying that I, I, I did. And, and you know, my, how the, my kids grew up is a little bit, you know, different, but, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, there's a few things that I do that were, were my thing. Like, you know, you like, you like to go out there in that camping and hit that road and get your, mm-hmm. a little trailer or whatever you guys had and you camp right. and you ride those bikes and, and do that stuff. And it was important to you to do, and you made it a, a priority and, you know, and to be real, when I look back on it now, mm-hmm. even, uh, you know, I noticed, um, uh, Jason Flame does that. And, right. And Jacob does stuff. that too, I think. Yeah. And so, and, and my son, my son had to have a real conversation with me because, you know, I was getting mm-hmm. on his, you know, I was getting on his case about, hey, man, mm-hmm. I better be seeing you here more. And he's like, dad, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you, man, I'm, I'm doing a vacation every year with my wife. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, so when your kids become uh, young adults and you realize that they've seen a mistake that I've done, and they're not going to make that mistake. And I just always saw that in you. I, you know, uh, you know what it's like to be a dad. It looks like one of the, probably the favorite things that you had is being a father based on right. what I, you know, as I watched you definitely through life. Right. Definitely. You know? And, and, you know, uh, you, you worked a lot. They learn work ethic too. Now, um, all the kids, you know, they learned the work ethic from us as well. And now I'm seeing it like they're, they have, they understand that they need to go get money. They need, they need mm-hmm. money that that little Toyota truck is not going to fill. I'm going to get gas on its own. So they're like, Hey, you got some work for me to do. And you know, so there's, they're learning that work ethic as well that they may have not gotten earlier because we're out snowboarding, having a good time, but now they're learning, Oh, all this stuff costs money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got girlfriends too. They're like, well, we got to, we'll just drink water. <laughs> that's right i tell my kids all the time get yourself a girlfriend get ready yeah. to get a wallet bro mm. so but yeah your kids learn from you whether i mean whether you're spending time with them or not doing those things right you know i saw that i saw that in you uh early on i've always watched it and yeah yeah i think that there's always been kind of a jealousy thing i said i should have mm. done that and now that i look back on it you know what i mean i'm like you know i think that i i think that in life you know it sometimes I, you know, I tell, I tell everybody this, we, we look down at what other people are doing sometimes because it's, it's something that we're weak at. Oh, right. So, you know what I'm saying? So if I was weak at, at, you know, if I'm strong at, at, you know, I'm just here working all the time. Right. You know, and Mm -hmm. I'm just doing what I do. And then, you know, you got somebody going off on, on weekends with, and then you're like, ah, man, you know what? You're just Mm -hmm. lazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's <laughs> right. always off on a freaking vacation. You know? I can see, and, I can see the way it looks, and right. and you know, and you, you know, honestly, we uh, if um, we usually don't post until we get back uh, for a safety factor, and I'm not saying we miss. There's some trips we're going on more trips than you see, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I I think I do post the I, a lot of it's because my family back home and cousins and 
everybody. Well, I think fans. it's I I think what you've done, Frankie, is is by far one of the best things that I've ever seen. And I and and I say this to Jason well, quite often. Also, uh, this is something that you've made a priority. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, work is not a priority. It works priority, but it's you know, family is where you at, and you got these memories, mm-hmm. and then you got this daughter. Uh, your daughter, dude, and some of the the notes that she wrote you and and stuff like that. I think I talked to you about that. I, I, there oh, was man. something that she did. Uh, I don't know if she's getting ready to go to school or what she was, but she oh. had written this note to her dad. Yeah. Uh, right. And I'm just like, you know what? Who gives a shit if I was working <laughs> right at two o'clock in the morning when you have that? Right. You you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, that was big, you know. I just want to tell you that, you know, things that I learn as an older, older man now and mm-hmm. and would definitely steer people to say, hey, you, you know, the, make the partial martial arts, you, mm-hmm. you know, a priority. It's your business, mm-hmm. but it's the it's your vehicle to be able to, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be martial arts. It can be whatever it is you're right. doing. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and and that it should be able to launch you where you can. Um, where you can where you can be uh, more of a dad, you know right. what I mean, and family man stuff like that. So you know, um, that's just one of those things that I've watched. And I mean, how much have you enjoyed being a dad with those kids? Oh man, it's the it's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, that it's daughter awesome to see him succeed and stuff with you know how it is. It's yeah, just great. Right. I watched your boy, you know, he's starting to grow up to be a young man now. Right. And then, uh, but you know, I've got a heart for girls. I always have, uh, right. you know, daddies are, you know, we talk about it. Going, matter of fact, my sons were at, I was out to dinner with all my kids. Right. And they're cutting up with me. Right. They're talking smack. And I'm like, you freaking guys. And, and you know, my boys, I'm like, man, I will knock the snot out of you. Right. And then, um, one of them smarts off and my son, Michael goes, uh, Danny, you can't talk like that. You're not aerial. <laughs> which was <laughs> more truth, right? Yeah, that's some real talk. Which right was there. a dig, right? And and it's it's just like uh, it was just something, you know. Ariel was a, a real change in me. You know what I mean? It, right. it, she changed my whole uh, my my whole thing about being a pop. You know what I mean? I was yes. a hardcore dad on my sons. You know what I mean? I mean, you right. toe the line, you can do your thing. But see, I had my girl first, so then I was. <laughs> There was daddy's girl from beginning, mm-hmm. man. But, um, you know, like now she's bringing boys home, thankfully, that she that we're meeting them. So <laughs> my wife told told her, she goes, don't worry, dad doesn't like any of your any of the boys. <laughs> so I said, yeah, just tell him I'll be out in the shop sharpening my knives. Yeah, that's right. Well, I say the same thing. You know, there's yeah. going to be and, you know, it's awesome about the based on what I see your daughter do. Uh, all men will have to be compared to her dad if they're oh. going to be with her. I can tell you that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because uh, you've set a great example of that uh, over Thank the you. years. It's been great, man. So, yeah, I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted. Well, what made you do that, Frankie? Why don't you want to tell people that are what made that a focus for you? Um, being able to, you know, maybe take weekends off and, and make sure that you spent that time. What yeah. What is it that made you want to do that? You know what? We talk about that a lot, my wife and I. It, when I first moved to, I'm going to just say Acton, uh, there were friends and they're inviting me to go dirt biking with them to the lake, whatever. And it was all these families. They were all just, you know, it was Charlie Wallace, Matt White, 
Chuck Mercier, all those guys that are doing stuff with their family. And so I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. Going to have, you know, activities I can do with my family. And um, it just, I don't know if it was the time. But so growing up in Texas, the dads went and did their hunting or maybe their fishing. Maybe the moms didn't go or whatever. It was just maybe different times. But when I moved out here, that's what I noticed that people were doing in this community. And so that's just what I wanted to be. I wanted to be like him. Yeah. Well, you definitely succeeded in that, man. You've done a great job as far as that goes. And, uh, uh, you know, so you've got, even though, you know, we're not, we, it's not often said sometimes, you know, people do watch from afar and human nature is a weird thing. People mm -hmm. are either really rooting for you to be successful mm -hmm. or they're rooting for you to fail. I hear they that. They watch but... everything they do, right? Yeah. So you, they're like, instead of be happy for you in your accomplishments, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're they're ticked off because they don't have, you, you, you know, and and I've seen this more more often than not. And mm. getting as I'm getting a little bit older and older, I probably was in that same thing, right? There's always kind of a little bit of a jealousy thing when you're a young man, like, mm -hmm. you know, I want that or I want more like that or I want to be more like that. Yeah. As opposed to uh, applauding those that are are doing it and making things happen for themselves in their life and and be excited and possibly learn from what they're doing, right. you know what I mean? So uh, I haven't. Uh, this is what I like about this platform. This is why I get people on here so I can say, "Hey, I've watched you over all these years." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that is cool. I like that. And and uh, being able to say. This is what I've learned from you over these years. You may not know this, but I've watched and mm -hmm. uh, and trying to get um, that positive affirmation out there has been that's been challenging and, mm -hmm. and for sure, you know, uh, especially with uh, with COVID and everything else, because I'm right. still kind of a hardcore guy. You know, I don't I my, my uh -huh. I don't I don't really change that. You know what I mean? You know how right. I am. You know, I, yeah. I expect excellence. If you're around me, I expect excellence. If you're going mm -hmm. to be around me. And you say you want to do things, you better be training. You know, you better be, um, you know, I'm still kind of a hardcore type of uh, a dude, mm -hmm. instructor. But uh, I've watched, how many black belts you have now in your school? Well, active is one thing because I've had a lot that haven't come back. And I see them in the, you know, they've moved on to sports. And some are saying, parents are saying, they're just lazy. You got to stay on them. I think we've had, uh, like, I've only promoted maybe 80, 80 something in the, in the past 20 years, 20 28 years but um but still think in a small town like yours dude what right. any i mean we only like, have right? we only have like um i think the population is around seven thousand people so it's not a very so big think, right so think about that i mean mm -hmm. what what what's your student count usually are you at 100 students or where where do you usually lie i'd like to 90 is is probably about all i can handle myself about um, yourself I, got it uh-huh in 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 I got up over a hundred a few times and it was just overwhelming. Then I went with flame to one of those uh, Maya things. And they were saying that one instructor that you really need three instructors if you want to get over a hundred people. And I was like, Oh, well that makes sense. No wonder. Cause I did feel like people were slipping through the track cracks. You know, you couldn't relate with the people. Things weren't happening. Testing wasn't going, there wasn't enough testing, things like that. But, um, uh, Right now, we are at about 65% of what we need after the COVID. After COVID. So, after the COVID. So, we need, I need, 
I need another 35% to get to what will be pretty much normal. So did you learn, did you see, uh, Frankie, that I don't know about you, but my school, it's like we were able to get rid of some, I don't want to call them riffraff. That's not really what I want to say. That's not the right word, but there's just, there's just people that want to, to focus in on negative. They kind of, they kind of went away. Right. Mm -hmm. And the new breed that's come in, because we lost a good 60% of students. Yeah. And um, the new batch that's come in, it's just a different, it's just a different animal. Now I have a smaller school like you do in Simi Valley. Right. So we have 109, nine students in that school. And I Mm -hmm. have 200 and I think 43 right now on the books in, in Chatsworth. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and this is after COVID now, after trying to build this thing back up. And so Mm -hmm. you're probably in that realm now. Now, are you, are you in LA County or not? Yes. LA County. Okay. Yeah. We see we, Ventura uh, County is such a different animal. It is. We, um, in fact, you were talking about getting new people out with it's, it's a new turnover. I have a, I have probably 30% or half of what, <laughs> this is some crazy math. So I have 65% of what I need. Half of that 65% are brand new people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that, that photo that we were, you and I were just tagged in the other day? Yes. Uh, and you, yes. you, you liked it. And they, I keep getting notifications. I popped up and I'm looking at it. And because of the attrition rate, I'm count, I'm looking at the people. There are maybe half of that group have moved out of state. The other part, not coming back because of COVID. And then the other ones are older, older, older and went to college. So there is no, no one in that picture, which is, I mean, the picture was what, 214, something like that. Yeah, but I just thought mm-hmm. that was strange because they're because of the big turnaround we've had with the COVID. You know, being out in this area, uh, when kids get college age, they usually move off, and then we've had that big mass exodus from California. You know, where people. Well, won't. you know what, dude? That's where we lost a lot of students yeah. to moving. Yeah, I mean, more than I've ever seen in my entire my my entire thirty years of having a school. Yeah, have I seen in the last three years people moving out of California? Right. And and going to Idaho, going to Florida, mm-hmm. going to Texas. Exactly. And and uh, I was like, wow, you know, and I don't you know, you're you're the rare breed that that came to California. Mm-hmm. You know, I know everybody's right. like, what do you <laughs> you'll see <laughs> com- my friends comments on posts. When are you coming back home? I'm like, I am home. What are you talking about? <laughs> but that's what California is missing. Is what <laughs> Texas has is the the spirit, mm-hmm. you know the yeah um, yeah yeah i don't know if you if it'll ever happen but that's just what texas has like i had a, I had a parent apologize to me one day it was a new parent she comes in and she well on the phone she said um are you from god i don't even know what state it was i just let me just say georgia and i'm like uh no i'm from texas and she she <laughs> She immediately apologized because she, because uh, <laughs> Texas people might get offended if you say they're from a different state other than Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That, that my is skin funny. is a lot thicker than that, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. So, well, we've 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 seen that now. We've hit on on quite a, some of the stuff that I wanted to talk to you about because I've seen I've seen this progression of you. Um, uh, do you still love it? Do you still love having the school? I do. 
I do. We yeah. had the chance to, I didn't really, I wanted to do the real estate as well. I want to keep doing that. Um, we're, we're actually thinking of, we've got some land that we're going to, we're thinking of building on and, and I still want to do that. Uh, my wife says, you know, you might, it's up to you. You can do what you want. And I was like, yeah, we like it. I, I want to keep it for sure. Uh, you know, I got to get back in shape. I got to get it back to where I want it. So I can't stop. Right. Back well, in the day, I, think I was thinking is- maybe 30 years, maybe at 30 years, I'll sub, you know, get some teachers or whatever. So, so you don't have much of your black belts here sticking around to help you no. teach and stuff like that. Right. I've got a couple of younger ones that are here. Uh, most of the time they they get, they, they start working. Uh, I've got Christian Chavelli and he's, in the night class, he's not a big – he's not able to help with the kids' classes. It's kind of tough to get help for the kids' classes mm-hmm. unless they get under high school age. Right. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all hard, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always kind of been that way on acting. It's been a different mm-hmm. – it's been a different animal. That, and you've yeah, had it is. To, it's different. You know, you've had to kind of uh, – uh, you know, navigate through what, what works best for you. You know what I mean? And Exactly. You know? I think it's a, an accomplishment. It doesn't, you know, 80 some black belts in a small town of 7,000 people, I think is a, is a testament of, uh, you, you know, perseverance and, and tenacity. You. you know what I mean? So I Thank think you. that, I think that's a great thing. I mean, th- think about the lives that you've changed. You might have 80 black belts, but how many freaking people have you, te- you know, right, actually right. caught, right? Oh, how there's some people? pictures I wish I could show you. I've got one guy, you'll remember him. Uh, he's got his picture with his team with Donald Trump and he's got his picture with, Melanie Trump and they've got their, <laughs> you know, they got their rifles. I, I, when I see you in person, I'll show you the picture. You'll dig it. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. I see. I think that does why this little town is is such a fit for you out there. I mean, you know what I mean? At least it, you feel like, uh, you know, you have a little bit of home behind you. You know yes. what I mean? So it, it, right. it's been good. And I know yeah. that uh, you know you 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 said you got 20 years in marriage now and Mm -hmm. that's no easy feat either you know being being from where my background is so Mm -hmm. you know i think that you've taken everything that you've had frankie and you've you've uh you know you've used your martial arts uh love to launch you into other things and i think that it speaks it speaks volumes for for where you're at so thank you you know, it's been good. Yeah, I've been wanting to do this one for a while because I know yeah. you engage with me quite a bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, quite often with with, uh, you, you know, you've always kind of been a supporter of what I've done. So it's always mm-hmm. been been good. I was, I was glad mm-hmm. I was able to to make this one happen. And yeah, it was fun. To, it was fun. Was, you know, reminisce a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Are you still lifting? Are you still in the gym? You know, I, I'm not a member of the gym. I have a few weights at the house and um, I have some down here at the dojo but I don't lift as much as I want to do. I do want to get, I do have a personal goal by the time I'm 60. I want to see if I can get my bench press back up again. I'll probably never get as high as I was because I just work out differently now. But uh, <laughs> on my 60th to... birthday, that was last year, my 60th wow. birthday. I had the same goal and I did bench 310. Nice. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, <laughs> I benched the 310. And so, and, and, and I was, you know, I was pressing the one twenties on incline Uh bench on dumbbells. Dude, my wrist hurt so bad after lifting that, you know, uh, from all those years of breaking and all that kind of stuff, 
all that weight, man, it's just so hard in the joints now. It so is. I had to, I had to put, push my ego aside and change my lifting, which I did, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, as an older martial artist, you know, you have, we have to curve things. I mean, things just right. don't, don't fit well. We didn't, you know, we can hit on this for two minutes, but I think breaking is something. Did you go compete yourself in breaking? Did. did you always oh. do it before me or did you, did you follow in my footsteps? What'd you do with that? B- before you, do you mean, um, no, you showed me how to do breaking. Did, was that me? Cause yeah, I know you, that we had a friendly rival Remember, Remember right. going back and forth uh, yeah. on pictures each year, yeah. you know, oh, right, right, right. Uh, we'd always, we, we would we'd write something like, on that. Yeah, that's what, that's right. right. We would, we would, we'd get on each other, uh, right. on, on pictures. It was fun, man. That was great. Yeah. But fun, I, I was I, just thinking about this the other day. There was a, I think we were at UCLA or I don't know, you know how I don't, I still feel like I'm new out here, but we were at a place and I'm looking around at all these, these, guys like you they're just having all this setup and i'm like how am i going to compete with this so i get up there and i <laughs> i i uh introduce myself and i said i'm frankie mccronnell from acton and i don't use towels and then you <laughs> and so you said look everybody's pulling their towels off there <laughs> <laughs> well you remember that man i would i would you know when i would break right i'd I'd use penny spacers a lot of times and oh, right. and I would and I would dog people about that and say uh-huh. I'm going to break 11 here with penny spacers I don't you know to have and, and and then I learned over the years right people right. wanted to see the big bricks break yeah, they, they the wanted to see they didn't care what the what the, what all that was they wanted to see the show and uh-huh. and so I saw that you know I saw Adelman. Hey, Adelman. yeah yeah Robbie's listening um so we saw the show. Uh, I mean, I saw some stuff where you were breaking your bricks in uh, in um, a parade or something like that. Oh and, yeah, uh, that was acting parade and stuff like that uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah, Robbie did that too. Robbie got into power breaking and creative breaking. Yeah. Also, he he competed in it. I think. Well, you probably back in the day, right? But all of us for you know, mm-hmm. I think Frankie Ayers did it. You oh know, yeah, Frankie McConnell, myself. Yeah. I mean, we were we were busting concrete. But you know, remember how cheap it was? Yeah. Oh right. man, you can't even find those bricks anymore. You can't hardly find them, and if you do find them, they're a dollar eighty a piece. I'm like, what in the world, man? man. Okay, we would we get those things for forty nine cents. I buy a pallet of a hundred uh-huh. for uh, uh, you know, for like fifty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, those days are long gone. You Tell know me about it. That's a let's go Brandon moment right there. <laughs> uh, so uh, you, you know what I mean. So it was, right. uh, yeah, that was great. That was yeah, great. That we had a lot of fun doing that. So you still break it all? I, you know, I try to do it. We haven't had photos in a few years, uh, but we would make it. We would do it at least every time. Every time, every time photos. we had photos, I got to get the. Fo- I got to get Jeff and them back out here. We had. We just. We got to where it wasn't enough. Uh, it wasn't enough people. Yeah, just and, not enough uh, students to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just. Uh, you know, if you put them all in one photo on one album or one poster, would be fine, but. So we need to get that going again and get that breaking going again. Just I have those pictures up and people comment on those on a daily basis. Is that <laughs> yeah? You? It was uh, it was all fun, man. <laughs> I was I had so much fun doing that stuff, and I do the same thing. I break about once a year at the Christmas parade. Uh, I'd stack I I stack up a good ten bricks or whatever, and I do my forearm break in front of all the judges, and everybody kind of gets out because you know the judging table is right in front of my studio on on right. Devonshire there 
And so I'd come out and then everybody would, you know, watch and they cheer. And, mm -hmm. and so I said, I just did it. I just did it in December again. And I'm like, every time I do it, it just brings me back, man. I just, it I is. Know, it's man. cool. And last, it. it's just last time we thing. did the parade, we, we got, oh man, it seemed like a trailer full of those, those demo boards. And we had the tiniest person break and it just like there's no way we're not winning this parade this time with this little guy breaking this breaking this board <laughs> there's no way yeah. we're not gonna win yeah but, well uh, that was good man this that was such a good reminisce about about everything frank yeah i i think it speaks volumes some of your wisdom today about uh you know family about how to uh you know how to use your other skills i think us talking a lot about you know, well, laziness was a great, great topic at, at all. You mm. know what I mean? And, right. and, and having practical skills, you yes. know, uh, being able to build things, being able to yeah. be uh, all that kind of stuff, you know, so has be been self-sufficient. Yeah. You know? it's, it's just, yeah. How to be self-sufficient stuff, not really taught like it was in school. I was telling my mm -hmm. kids, I had plastic shop, wood shop, auto mm -hmm. shop, all in high school, yeah. all of us guys in high school, learning how to how to change oil in cars and brakes and all that exactly. stuff. I did all that stuff myself uh, back when I had my car when I was a young man. Of course, today it's all computerized whack cars, but uh, it, it's a little bit more difficult than what it is. But right. you know, changing brakes is changing brakes, changing oil right. is changing oil. We have you a I mean? we have a channel where we have a we're me and my son and my nephew is joined on where we have a a Cobra Kai K five page where we're rebuilding an old diesel. Uh, 1982 blazer that's sitting in the garage. It's our, <laughs> that's awesome. It's pretty cool. I get yeah, to spend time really with them and do cool stuff. That's good, man. It's been good going down the road yeah, with you, Frankie. I really, really appreciate has. it, man. Thanks for getting on on with us today. I'll have this thing downloaded today for um for uh, audio, and you can share it with everybody and your family back out. They'll they'll, they'll probably enjoy hearing you. Sounds from good. Go Rams. Yeah, the Rams. I was the same Super way, Bowl. man. Rams and Rams. Well, yeah. <laughs> We'll be seeing it there. I'm All sorry. right. Good All talking right, to you, sir. You too. Have a great day, Frankie. All right. Thanks. Bye, sir. Bye. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.